there and welcome back to Eclectish, the podcast. I'm your host, Em. Today I'm going to be talking a little bit about the first feminist of the Americas. Now that's a, that's a big title. <laughs> now, this is the woman that defied all types of patriarchal nonsense, basically, and actually shaped the history of the participation of the church in Mexico. Now, I'm going to be talking about none other than Juana Inés de Asbaje, or aka Sor Juana Inés de la Cruz. She was a nun, so there's a theme here. <laughs> now, she was a nun at a very prominent church in Mexico at the time of the Spanish Golden Age. So let's get right into it. Now, her background. Sor Juana was born in the 12th of November, 1648. She was a fellow Scorpio, so this will make a whole lot more sense. <laughs> If she were alive today, she would actually be around 373 years old. Just to kind of give you a feel of how long time has passed. <laughs> now, Sor Juana was born in the town of San Miguel de Pantia in New Spain at the time, which would be the equivalent to modern day Mexico now. She was born to a Spanish military man. Her father was actually Miguel Cabrera and her Mexican mother, Isabel Ramirez. Now, however, her father chose to not be in her life anymore just after she was born now this left her mother and her newborn daughter pretty much alone thank the lord her mother isabel actually had a bunch of family both from spain and mexican descent so her parents were actually spanish and they actually owned quite a few businesses in mexico not to mention some real estate this actually led them to being able to support and actually helped their daughter and her baby out and her later daughters as well because in totality they were three sisters right juana's grandfather actually had a private library at his home as sor juana grew up which is where she actually spent most of her time during her childhood she spent it there reading learning and actually applying her knowledge pretty early on in all types of ways and manners she could think of now, I'm just going to be naming a few things she knew by the age of 16. So she knew accounts. She knew how to be an accountant as well. She knew poetry, Greek logic, Latin, Nahuatl, which is an Aztec language, not to mention many, many more subjects. Because of this, Juan actually became quite popular in her town, which then in turn gave her the confidence to choose to study or continue her studies, which was a very powerful decision in itself mainly because higher education at the time wasn't permitted for women. It wasn't allowed. It was only allowed for men. Because of this, she actually asked for her mother's permission to disguise as a man in order to attend university. She was completely adamant about this. However, it didn't really pan out. So instead, a year later, she was actually found and sponsored by a man and his wife. Uh, his name was Sebastián de Toledo, he was a viceroy, and his wife was Leonor Carreto. Because they, as academics, had actually heard of this adolescent's skills and ways of thinking, they actually decided to test her in a meeting with many, many other scholars, you know? Now, here she had the chance to actually show her talents and her profound knowledge amongst a different range of subjects. They called theologians, poets and mathematicians they were cited in order to test her now at the ripe age of 17 juana really wowed them with her talent 
and her skill to maneuver different hypothetical situations and the outcomes of these. Now, she was simply just a young woman with her head on her shoulders. After she paused the questions and theories of these men, she actually became even more popular. Not only in her town, but word had also crossed over to many people in Spain. However, they didn't really offer her anything after this whole test, and because they didn't offer her what she wanted, which was basically just a chance to educate herself further, uh, which is what men could do at the time, she actually decided that the best option for herself and her desires to study was actually to just become a nun at her local monastery in Mexico. So we're going to be moving into her life as a nun. As soon as she entered into the convent of Santa Paula of the Hieronymite, where she changed her name from Juana Inés das Baje to Sor Juana Inés de la Cruz. She actually mainly joins the monastery because of the more relaxed environment. Uh, here she could, she was actually in the position to do pretty much whatever she wanted, you know? So she, so she did. She continued her studies in poetry, arts, music, philosophy, biology, and maths, among many more. However, because of her expansion of knowledge and the fact that she had just no type of worry uh, whenever she published a poem of hers, especially the ones that went directly against patriarchy, which was even more prevalent at the time. It is safe to say she managed to ruffle many, many feathers while simultaneously being able to attract many suitors, to which she declined time and time again. Now, one of my favorite poems of hers personally uh, which at the time really enlightened many people to the controversial, one-sided, and patriarchal damage that men subconsciously had actually perpetuated throughout society, was the one named You Foolish Men. Here, basically, she just compares, I guess you could say, the power that men had to criticize women, yet at the same time perpetuate, or I guess you could say, push women to act out in order to get those results. So how are you going to be complaining about something you created, you pushed into a woman, only to then complain about it later? To her, it made no sense. And honestly, to me, it also doesn't. But oh well. So yeah, for now, let's move on to her controversies. Controversy and envious men, right? Now, Sor Juana had actually written many, but like many poems and plays by the time she actually started to become controversial. She mainly was targeted as controversial because she genuinely mocked and played with the patriarchal structures at the time, which were immensely unfair, not only then, but also now. <laughs> so, I mean, this is nothing new. She also wrote many erotic kind of same-sex or lesbian poems. She criticized many political and religious figures of New Spain in her private poems, which she kept for herself. Because she completely went against sexist, conservative ideologies, many scholars, political and religious men of the area were, to put it mildly, they were mad as hell. And so basically, they decided to just kind of, how can I explain this, set her up, right? There was this one man, forgot his name, he's irrelevant, it doesn't matter. What he did was go into Sor Juana's private poems, take one, and then he published it for everyone to see in the town. And along with it, a couple of men of the area, especially religious men, they kind of writ a public letter. And here they decided to not only insult her, but they insulted her work on top of that. 
how did they do that? Basically, they were saying that maybe she was too concerned with writing when she should instead be concerned with helping the community as a nun. This was all basically because in the poem she criticized a male figure in the town. Not only that, but she stated that women deserve the exact same opportunity to move into higher education in order for them to grow as individuals, which is common sense, right? Her ideology was that this would also give the opportunity to older women who had a lot of knowledge to not only teach it and expand themselves, but to actually teach it to the newer generations or upcoming generations of women, basically little girls, which inherently would also help with the many cases of perversion with minors, which many male teachers sadly were involved in. She had also stated that if God had given her the power of thinking, that she would indeed continue to do it. At this point, the men weren't only salty, they were top tier mad. <laughs> now, they replied that her responses were too wayward and too forward. Because they had become extremely salty and had semi-threatened her with censorship, Sor Juana decided that she would just pay penance by working in private and hiding her 4,000 or so volumes of writing, which sadly, as time progressed, we lost many of just like in every other episode. <laughs> now, however, before she completely went private, she did write a handful of letters acknowledging her penance and how bad she felt, right? However, these were clearly, clearly filled with sarcasm. Not only that, but when she had actually finished them, she signed in her blood, proceeding to say, and I quote, farewell, I, the worst of all. She actually then sadly and tragically died a few years later after being forced to work just like the other nuns did uh, while helping the sick and arranging aid for her community. Because of this, she was actually directly, like directly personally treating other nuns who had contracted different illnesses. Now she died because whilst helping and treating one of these nuns who had contracted a type of plague at the time, she obviously also contracted the plague. Because of this, she died at a very young age. She actually died at 46 years old on the 17th of April, 1695. Now, conclusion, because there's really not much about Sor Juana out there. Sadly to say, Sor Juana had actually been almost completely forgotten and erased from Mexican people's heads. <laughs> when actually another scholar, Octavio Paz, restated the importance and the impact that Sor Juana had had on the history of Mexico. Not only did she play a part in history, she was history. And yeah, if you want to know more about Sor Juana, uh, there's an amazing video made by Tedded. It's online, it's on YouTube, it's called uh, The Worst Nun of Them All. I would definitely check it out. It's very, very entertaining. So yeah, that's it for today's. Today's episode was a short and sweet one. Uh, I hope you really enjoyed Sor Juana's life journey and contribution to society in, in general. Please don't hesitate to kind of leave some feedback down below. So sending you all love and blessings through this audio. <laughs> Greetings. Take care.